Welcome back to another episode, guys. Today, I got a special guest with me. I don't think this man needs no introduction. No, I'm just playing. Nah, he needs an introduction. This dude is uh, has a very interesting story. Uh, I don't really know too much of the details of you know this man's life or uh, his whereabouts, you should say. But that's why I brought him on the podcast, so he can, uh, you know, elaborate, talk, things like that. All right, man, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself. Y'all already know who I am. Obviously, this is my show. Yeah, this is uh, Fabian. Yeah, you got to have to talk in the mic, man, because... Oh, come on, man. Come on, man. (coughs) Yo, yo, what up? This is Fabian. What's up, Fabian? Chilling, man. It's been a minute. Yeah. For you guys who didn't know, this guy has a business. It's uh, 1904 Prince. You know, he does uh, some good work. Screen printing, custom shirts. Custom hoodies, custom whatever you want to make. He actually makes all my Ecal Fitness shirts, which come out pretty fire. Y'all want to cop one of those, you know, hit me up. But, uh, yeah, man, why don't you introduce yourself, man? Kind of talk about, like, what you do, who you are, you know, where you grow up, what high school did you go to. Your What's your story, man? Well, see, I, I grew up at uh, – I grew up in, in – in uh, Lomas on 26th Street, you know, I grew up there. Me and my family, uh, it was pretty rough back in the days. You know what I mean? My dad, drug addict. My mom, she was a drug addict. They both died of heroin overdose. But as a time growing up, it wasn't really. How would I say it? it wasn't wasn't really a family thing because it, it was always they're always in and out. There's always with the cartels. Doing drugs, people. I remember, shit, man. I was what six, seven years old playing Nintendo, the old, you know, remember that was old yeah. Super Nintendo things, like Nintendo, Nintendo or Super Nintendo, like the Super Nintendo ones. You got to blow in there just to work. <laughs> the old, the old Nintendo. Yeah, you know I remember I mean? that. Yeah, we remember uh, we were playing, and all these people would always just come in, and I always wonder why. Dude. And then as I got older, I was like, they're in here to buy some drugs. You know what I mean? Oh damn! So it was really, it was pretty crazy. And then at the age of like eight, so at the age of eight, I kind of ran away for two years. Just because of all what you saw, or yeah, kind of. Well, it's my daughter's mom. You know, I met her. We were young. I grew up pretty much. My mind was at like older. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a six-year-old. It was pretty crazy. I don't know how to explain it, but I was just a lot older in my mind. You yeah. Know? So I would. I knew how to live out in the streets if I wanted to. You know what I mean? So at eight. At eight, dude. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. So met my my daughter's wife rest in peace she passed away mm-hmm. 2014 um but i met her we fell in love at the age of eight dude damn and i remember coming home there would be no food no nothing and she would she would um always sneak out food for me dude yeah because i was always hungry there was my parents they wouldn't fucking cook me shit you know what yeah. i mean and then um yeah, she, she would always sneak out food for me, and then her mom, you know, she found out that she was sneaking out food for me, so she got, there was, that was a big whole incident, and she was so in love with me. Yeah. At age of eight, dude, it's like puppy love, you know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah. It's really, you don't, but to me, it's like, I felt like somebody really loved me at that time, at the age of eight. Like I said, it was crazy, so we ran away to Fresno for a year and a half. Wow. Yeah, we ran away to Fresno. Uh, we jumped on the train. Um, how we were able to survive out there was I was panhandling, dude. 
How'd you guys get tickets to go to Fresno on a Jumped train? Jumped on the You just snuck on? You just snuck on the train, <laughs> oh, dude. Shit. Yeah, and how would we survive is, like, we would panhandle all the time, mm-hmm. save up for a hotel, and we would ask a homeless dude. We all said, hey, dude, like, if we buy you some cigarettes, you know, can you buy, get us a hotel? And that's how we, we fucking... Sometimes we would just sleep, like, on the streets. Damn. So her aunt lives in... in um, her aunt lives in uh, Fresno. Oh, okay. So they caught us there a year and a half later. They fed us. We stood there for like an extra month, sent us back to San Diego. So I came back. My mom, they, as soon as I came back, dude, they didn't, they didn't care one fuck where I was. It, it was, it was pretty crazy. And then that kind of re- made me realize that, um, you know, I wasn't really loved oh. at, at here. So. You know, throughout the time, it was like 10 or 11, started getting into more in trouble. I got into the, got into like the hood, you know, mm-hmm. um, always ditching school. You know, um, at the age of 12 is when I first um, started hitting the drugs really hard. Mm-hmm. I got alcohol poisoning the same day I started drinking. Damn. Uh, they found me up in a treehouse. We built the, all the homies built a treehouse. We could hide out back in the days for cops and shit. At this time, when you were 12 years old, were you already back in San Diego? I was already back in San how Diego. How did you get back? Or how long her were you aunt, in? Her aunt brought us back. Oh, she's like, yeah, this is not going to happen yeah, up was, here. No, no they were, her, her side of the family, were they're were more strict, you know? So they're like, hey, like, you know what I mean? Her aunt, she knew, her aunt knew um, what was going on and so-and-so. So, um, but yeah, I came back down to San Diego. So at the age of 12, like I said, that started, that's when I started hitting everything pretty hard. Started getting into alcohol. Used to, <clears throat> used to drink so much. My, actually, the first time, like I said, uh, the first time I did some alcohol, I had alcohol poisoning. Damn. That had to pump my stomach. She found me up in the treehouse. Her mom ended up calling the ambulance and all that. Like two weeks later, I started hanging around her house, and her mom would not let her come outside, dude. I was just like, so they were just not with you dating their daughter no that's basically oh they're like oh he's you know he's no good he's a drunk he's a did fuck. you look the way you did no I didn't. Like you didn't have tattoos and bald and like stereotypically oh, I, I, I dressed like the same how my pops used to dress mm-hmm. i was what 12 years old I was still going to middle school i was wearing like 45 uh the size 45 jeans <laughs> and i was that and i would get go get him get sent home yeah i would get sent home you know and they didn't care so Anyway, but yeah, dude, her mom would always um, talk to me after really? a while. Yeah, her mom would always say, hey, you need to start doing good. And I told him, hey, you know, like, I don't really have a family. This isn't that. So her mom, after we started talking for a while, we had like a good couple hours in the front of her house. We were talking and um, she would be like, well, just come over. You know, this isn't that. If, you know, I met her son, which, mm. which was my daughter's well, my, my lady at that time, her brother, mm-hmm. he used to skate. So we got into the skating and, you know, I hanged out with him. And it was cool because, like, I found somebody. I found something else than just being around, like, the hood and stuff. And, yeah. You know, away from drugs. And then after he turned 16, he got a job. I kind of was like, eh. Now I'm back. By Were myself. you trying to be a skater too? Or what? I, I was. <laughs> I was. Dude, like, this was trying to be a skater, man. I, dude, I used to do uh, ollies, kickflips, but the thing is, like, you have your own skateboard? Nah, back in the day. <laughs> nah, so uh, he would always clown me because I would uh, try to skate, do mm. tri- like kickflips. Um, I would do 360 flips, but I always land in the middle. And 
<clears throat> you know, when you land in the middle, you, you fucking fall. Yeah. Fall straight up. <laughs> I would never put my hands out, so I'd just land right <laughs> in my face. That's why I got a chip tooth. Oh, man. So he would always be like, hey, you know, you do this and then that. Then after that, you gave up skating, huh? Yeah. Uh, he, went, he went to work, so he went his way. And then um, I left. I got kicked out of uh, uh, San Not kicked out. I was doing so bad here in San Diego. So um, at that time, they were like, hey, you need to go up, up north to East L.A. <laughs> to, oh, yeah, you need to go up north to East L.A. with uh, your aunt. Yeah. Which was my, my mom's sister at the time. And. She was just like, yeah, you know, it's better for you, this and that. I'm like, all right. So I went up there. You know, uh, I I grew I grew up like I did five years up there. I went to from middle school to twelfth to twelfth grade to twelfth to twelfth grade up there. And uh, in L- East L A. East L A. Went to Garfield High. Where's that at exactly? East LA, like I know, East LA, like like like, Co- like Covina or no East LA, like straight up East straight LA. Because I have LA. I had people tell me I'm from East LA. I'm like, where like, West Covina? I'm like, oh, I mean, I guess it's East LA, but it's not East LA. No, this is like you know, people say like I'm from San Diego. I'm like, oh, where? Like I'm from Oceanside, but no, fool, you're from Oceanside. No, you're it's, from it's San Diego. This is like you know where Whittier Boulevard's at. You heard? Yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's just like I I lived like two minutes away from there, and then um, and then I lived on Converse and all that. So I played uh, high school ball up there. But I got into a lot of trouble up there, too, because... You were like, this cholo. Well, I didn't have no... I just had my aunts, and I didn't really listen to them at that time. So I was yeah. like, you know what? Let me uh, let me just do what I do. End up fucking uh, running the streets 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the, in the morning. I had to go down. I was I got into fishing, so right after uh, right after school, I would hide my... Well, I would bring my fishing pole to school what? and leave it in the bushes. So like at six period, I'll jump the fence and go fishing and go to, down to Venice, Venice beach, or Santa Monica. Just by yourself? Just by myself. And I wouldn't come back to like three o'clock in the morning. I would try to take, I would try to come back, but the last bus was like three o'clock. What? So I was in downtown LA, cold as fuck. Just. Damn. Yeah. And I remember asking some homeless dude, I was like, Hey dude, you need me get a dime. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I got you. He was like, give me the money. So he gave him the money. And then he was like, I was like, where's the stuff at? He was like, see behind that tree? Yeah. He was like, go down there behind the tree. I looked at it. I looked everywhere. I was like, hey, no, there's no fucking weed here. What's up, man? I was like 15 years old. And, he was like, <laughs> and this one dude was like, you better you better shake, uh, kick rocks. And yeah. Fucker, you know, mm-hmm. if we just gave him the money, he's bowdy. So I was like, damn. So I lost that. End up sleeping in downtown that day. Damn. Until the next morning. You got got by a homeless dude, I man. I did. I did. Hey, but that's all part of the learning process, though. Like when we were growing up, like I had I had things like that done to me too, where I'm like, damn, I got punked. But like, it's all part of the learning process. You know what I'm saying? Like you're kind of like figuring yourself out. Yeah, I was. I mean, I didn't. I was a kid, so I didn't know. I didn't know that much. You know, like I didn't care. Like I was like, nobody's gonna fucking hurt me at that time. Yeah, but then now, um, when you got back to San Diego, what? What got you into more trouble? Like, what what led you to keep doing more, I guess, street stuff? I was, I, you know, um, I came back at twelfth grade mm-hmm. when I was when I was a senior, mm-hmm. and I was supposed to graduate over there, but I end up, <clears throat> I end up like having a big argument with my aunt. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna shoot back down to San Diego. I came back down here. All the homies I used to hang out with, they're like, what up? You know, this and that. <clears throat> you know, and I, I felt a little loved and shit again. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was like, I got all the people i used to grow up i grew mm-hmm. up with hanging out with them and next thing you know you know some shit pops up somebody gets stabbed and shit then 
you know, I got to end up doing dirt with them. They're like, oh, your pops used to be right here, this and that. So I think I needed to live up for my, for my dad's name at that time. Like, you know oh, what I mean? Okay. So he's, he's big buzz. I'm little buzz. So, um, yeah, so I thought I had to, you know, live up to his name and shit. So end up doing all this dirt, you know, end up fucking doing some crazy shit, man. I don't, that shit's a different story. But yeah. anyway, but yeah, I came back down here and then um, I was 17 years old. When I got my daughter's mom pregnant, mm-hmm. you know, end up 17 years old. You know, we uh, were just working, dude, working at restaurants, dishwashing and shit, just because I knew, like, she was gonna, she was pregnant. I got to support now, you know what I mean? Damn. Wasn't one of those people that are like, I'm a support, but I'm going to do drugs in right. the street. Like, you know. You like, try to straighten up. Yeah, I try to straighten like, up. Damn, cause, I got a kid on the way. Well, because her family is that type of person where, yeah. like, hey, you're with her. Now you now you take care yep. of it. I'm like, you know, you know, this is what I wanted. 100%. What I, what I wanted since I was a kid, so I'm going to do it. So end up doing that and then end up, you know, 17, end up catching a case, end up going to prison for a while. But um, How long did you do? I did five and a half years. That's it? Yeah, that, I'm just playing. <laughs> yeah, man, 17. So I didn't even get to see my daughter born, but damn. Um, yeah, That's I did five and a half years, dude. Over some some, some dumb shit. shit. Well, it wasn't even dumb at what I did, but it was just something not to do with my family. Like I, I took care of my family, you know. But um, yeah. Long story short, I was supposed to, I was supposed to get life in prison after, but like a year later, they found the video. My aunt gave them the video, and they were like, "Hey, you know." We're going to reopen this case, boo, boo, whatever. But he's not doing good in there because I had to put work in there. Yeah. I was 17 years old, dude. I was fucking crying my ass off when I yeah. got in there. I didn't know what to expect. I was like, dude, like you watch all these movies, like uh, Blood In, Blood Out yeah. and all that. Oh, shit, man, that ain't shit. Nah. And it messes with you mentally because you're like, damn, is that how it really is in there? And when yeah. you actually go in, you're like expecting that. Well, there's I know there's different prisons like Pelican Bay. There's um, In Cali, there's a whole lot of prisons. Yeah, there's... Uh, I was at Chino. Yeah. But there's that. What's that one? It's um, Blood and Blood Out, but San Quentin. San, yeah, Quentin. Yeah, San Quentin. So, like, everybody thought, like, hey, I'm going to go to San Quentin. So, it's like, if you're, if you're, um, like, a real gangbanger, you yeah. know I mean? That's, that's what you do for life. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's crazy because these fools think that, oh, if I ever get locked up, I'm making my way up to uh, San Quentin. Yeah. San Quentin is like the NFL. Hey, I'm I'm a... I'm a, um, I'm a, I'm a youngster, so I'm, I'm, I'm doing time in Chino, but I'm gonna try to make it all the way to the big leagues. Yeah, Chino, down yeah, yeah. in um, Pelican Bay, like those San Quentin. Oh, San Quentin. Yeah. So I was blessed not even to be around, like get up there, dude, because like, because they can just move you anywhere, right? It depends. Yeah, it depends on your situation, actually. But, but yeah, dude. So did some time there, man, and came home when I was 21. I was 21 years old when I got out. So when I got out, I seen my daughter. And then they, uh, my aunt threw a whole big party for me. Because I was supposed to be doing life in prison. Yeah. She threw a whole party for me out here. As soon as I got here, there was fucking like cake, all the homies outside and all that. (laughs) That's pretty cool though, man. That is cool. But like doing that much time. Five years is not a lot, but it's a lot. It's though. a lot. That's it's five years, dude. That's a lot. It's a lot that I missed. Yeah. And to be honest, there's sometimes I wish I was still back in there, like just to be away from everybody, because I'd rather be in the hole sometimes. Because I, I, I like suffer. isolated. Yeah, I just I suffer from that shit. Got me, dude. It, yeah. I suffer from a lot of uh, mental disorder too. To like, 
it was crazy, dude, because, like, now I take all these pills, depression pills. Yeah. You know what I mean? I take, like, two diff- different types of depression medication just to yeah. calm me down. I'm, I'm on I'm on the edge of, like, already weaning down, but um, it's just being in there was just a whole different story, dude. It's like when I got out, when they threw that party for me, I was like, I was in the bathroom the whole time. Oh, I didn't want to be around anybody. It gave me so much anxiety. Yeah. So it was so crazy, dude. So I was like, they were knocking on the door. What's up? She was like, oh, your your lady's out here. She's crying. So I went to go check on her. I went to go check on her, and she was like, my back hurts. My back hurts. I was like, fuck, dude. Like, she's over here crying. I was like, well, what happened? I mean, do you always have this pain and this and that? And she was like, yeah, I've just been dealing with the, my back pain, boo-boo, whatever. So check this out. So the day I got out, it was on my birthday. I was 21. Oh, shit. I got out on my birthday. Her back was hurting. They threw that party for me. Her back was hurting. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to take you to the hospitals. So my older my older homie, Sharp, he was like, hey, I told him, take us to the hospital real quick. She's having a little back pain. She's like, yeah, because older, my older homies used to watch over for her. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, she's been dealing with some back pain, this and that. <clears throat> so take her to the hospital. They do all these CAT scans, MRIs. They're like, oh, we don't. Um, blood work um, They're like It's gonna take about Six hours So we stood We went there like around Twelve at night About six o'clock In the morning Yeah We found out She had cancer Oh man Yeah she had cancer She had a, a tumor In her spine So Damn So that's the big And that's right When you got out Right too. when so I got it's out like You feel like uh, You had anxiety When all those people Showed up Because you know, you've been isolated for so long and it was just like you weren't just you weren't used to having all those people around or were you having anxiety because you didn't you weren't used to feeling that type of love. Like, oh, people no, came out to celebrate for you. No, no. Like I was I didn't. It's because there was so much people around me. I was I was in a hole a lot. Yeah. I'd rather be in a hole when I was in prison because you got used to it or it just no, felt because I was right. by my, they'll put me by myself. I don't like being around a lot of people and shit. So. So at that time, so seven o'clock, about six thirty in the morning, found out she had cancer, and uh, that's the reason why I don't celebrate my birthday. Oh damn! Okay. So at that it's time, just bad memories <clears throat> and stuff. Yeah. So a lot of people know me not to say like that's why I don't have Facebook or anything anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, hey, happy birthday! But I don't. I don't yeah. Do that it's just bad memories. It's just really bad memories for me. So found yeah. out she had cancer. Uh, next step: what, what do we do? You know what I mean? And they're like, well, let me talk to you. They pulled me through a little bit. They're like, hey, um, have she been been in this pain? I was like, you know what? To be honest with you, I just got out. I don't even know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, because we found this type of rare cancer. It's a tumor in her spine. It comes from, we only heard it twice here in California. They found, they said that tumor was discovered in South Africa. What? That That's what they found. You know what I mean? So they're like, hey. Did you ever used to beat her? This is that. Hit her back. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. So me being locked up. This right, is right. that. And you just I, I went off on them. You like, I started throwing shit. <laughs> that. I was like, hell no. Like, what the fuck? You know? Right. You just got out. Yeah. So the, they, were, <laughs> they were telling me, yeah, this is not. That comes from like, you ever get hit really hard and from the inside and it, sometimes it bleeds and then it. Like internal bleeding. It's not. It's, I don't know how to explain, dude. So if you, they explain it to me like this. If Say if uh, I hit you in your head. Yeah. Right. And you have a little, you start bleeding inside your head, but it's just a small little blood that 
you know, I don't yeah. know, like something popped or whatever, right? But it's just a small like a rupture, a small a, rupture, rupture, right? And then it dries up. That's how. That's oh. how. That's, that's it wasn't. How, it wasn't like an embolism or anything, right? No. Like a clog or anything. No, no. It was just like she got something. She got hit really hard. They said supposedly, and she just had a small amount of blood inside of her that yeah. just dried up. That's what caused the cancer. Damn. So and I was like, no, man, you know this and that. So we did that, and she. Uh, she told me, um, yeah, well, so she had cancer. And then I was like, well, what's the next step? Well, we got to go to um, to the hospital, UCSD. And we went there, and what's the process? What do we got to do? And then they're like, well, we got to do chemo. You know, she went through 14 surgeries. Damn. They cut her open from the back. So this tumor was so aggressive, it grew the size of a basketball. That's how they <laughs> measured it. Oh, my gosh. That's how they measure. That's it. huge. That's really fucking huge, dude. And that's in it over a probably three weeks. Damn. So it was really, really aggressive. How long did she have to live from the time she was diagnosed? So she lived from the time that she was diagnosed about three years. They get, did they? They didn't they, give it. No, they didn't say a timeline. They, they were just like line. any no. time. So they did radiation. No, they did radiation and all that. And they're like, hey, we stopped it. It's all good. Um. And came back? Came back. Came back more aggressive. Yeah. That's the thing about radiation, too. Like, it's not 100%. It's not or right even right. chemo. And chemo can make you even feel worse. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I was in the chemo. I was in the radiation. I was do, I was there when she did her chemo. I had a side and waiver said, hey, in case, you know, right. you get it. It's because of this. I was like, I'm Because you're exposed to that. Yeah, I'm exposed right next to her. I was Shit. holding her hand right there. You know what and I mean? you didn't care at the time because you were like, yo. I didn't care at most of the time. So that's, so that's the thing. Like, you preach to me about God a lot. Yeah. Right? And at that time, I was so angry with God, dude. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, mm-hmm. is it be like, why her, dude? Like, you know what I mean? At, there's a lot of times that I was in bed and be like, fuck you, God. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you, dude. Of course. And I feel bad now because I'm older. And I think about it, I'm like, I should have never fucking said that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shit happens for a reason, though. But, oh, yeah. No no so, doubt. But at that time, I didn't I didn't care what I was thinking, man. I was just because it was my, my daughter. She was like three years old at the time. And um, Damn, she was already three. So did she know what was going on? She didn't know, dude. She actually last week when I talked to her about it, I was like, hey, do you remember anything about your mom? And she was like, no, just here and there. Just, just remember her used to um, do my hair in bed. Yeah, that was the only thing. But um, nah, man. But anyways, um, so moving forward, she she ended up getting chemo, that radiation. We end up going to uh, down in um, what's that other cancer? John Moore. Can- no, is this called John Moore Cancer Station? Down I'm not sure. Down in La Jolla. Is it John Moore? Something cancer station down in La Jolla. That's where they did all the radiation and yeah. all that. So they end up telling her, um, you know what I mean? You have a 50-50 chance of living one what we could do is get inside this tumor try to take it all out with the oh. radiation that doesn't help we're gonna have to do surgery so we do surgery there's mm-hmm. a 75 percent chance that we could paralyze you because there's so much nerves in the back yeah you know and so she, it's risky she it's very risky she looked at me she was like hey i'm down for whatever if i can't walk no more Sheesh. but let me just be with my daughter right so she was she was brave dude she was fucking brave and then um about you know they did the surgery she didn't end up coming paralyzed Mm -hmm. and they're like hey once again we got it all you know this and that so a month went by 
and it fucking grew back again. Damn. So they're like, hey, there's nothing we could do, this, this, and that. You know, I just fucking lost it, dude. And yeah. that's when I really started hitting the drugs again. I ended up fucking doing a lot of uh, crack, dude. Just, just to freaking cope with it, exactly. not to think about it. Yeah, and then I remember telling my boy, hey, dude, like, you know I mean, you give me some of this, some of that. They're like, dude, your lady's dying. Do you got a kid? What the hell you want to do with that shit? I'm just like, you know, just stressing. He was like, they didn't up. Nobody from my neighborhood ended up giving me nothing because they knew. Jeez. So I end up <clears throat> going down to 32nd and Market. Yeah. You know, I, I knew who used to sell down there, so I went down there and got all that shit. Fucked my life up. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's you was trying to, you know, cope with what you were going through. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so uh, the day that she did pass away, it's pretty crazy. Um, I really don't really talk about it because kind of kind of hits me yeah um maybe if i talk about it maybe somebody that's going through it Mm -hmm. could probably like cope with it a little bit better you know what i mean yeah because there's a lot of people out there dealing with cancer and they they're their husband or their wife and they can't no yeah they can't cope with it you know what i mean yeah for sure like my uh my cousin his wife she just got cancer brain cancer and he had cancer when he was 11, so, and he loves his wife to death, you know what I mean? They're always doing fishing trips and all that. He found out she had brain cancer, and he can't, he doesn't even know how to cope. He can't even go outside. He's so scared. Sheesh. So, but yeah, dude, so the day that she passed away was in, they told her, hey, like, you know, this is how much time you got left towards, <clears throat> this is how much time you got left, you know yeah. what I mean? They're like, there's nothing we could do, and what's crazy is like she wasn't really crying dude about that mm-hmm. she was like oh i know you got it i know you can handle her i was like dude what the fuck like don't talk to me like that yeah, <laughs> yeah like yeah. no you're gonna stay dude they're, they're, hey you know something might flip out tomorrow and be like hey we're, you're good now you know what i mean but there's gonna there's case she ended up passing away in her house dude that's what she wanted to so um but yeah dude she was always in pain man i remember coming home from work like a year later, I got a job when she, when I, when I got out of prison, worked at Food for Less down in Lemon Grove. And then I would come home all the time. She would just be crying on the bed, dude. Like, I can't take this. They would give her morphine. Morphine, dude. Yeah. I'm talking the highest milligrams ever. She would pop like six of them. Was she at home health? Like, did nurses and doctors come to the house or was she going? The last month of her. So she was in the hospice? The last month of her, uh, her shit, dude. Yeah, she was. You know, she like I said though, she was coming home. I was coming home from work. She was always crying, this and that. She would pop six morphine pills, dude. That's when usually too, when uh, when they're at hospice, home health, like when you're in hospice, you can't do anything to prevent or like slow down the the, the sickness or illness. They're All they got to do is make, yeah, they just want to make you feel comfortable until it's your time. So morphine's like. Oh, she's in pain. Give her more morphine, or like hey, blood and blood out. Morphine's to take right. it though. <laughs> it is, dude. It, no, I that's mean, true though. It it it's crazy it because I had to administer a lot of morphine. I didn't like doing it, but a lot of times they were just like, "Do it," because I mean, I'd rather have her not feel in pain if she's already gonna be on her way out, or that person's gonna be on their way out, and just load them, load them up with morphine so they don't feel the pain until they they clock out. But it's just like, man. That must that must be real tough for you to you know go through that experience that. Granted, you just got out in your situation. You know what I'm saying? Like that's crazy because not a lot of people understand that. Like and it, it, and and I used to I used to have uh, and then I 
when she passed away, like a year later, so I opened up my Instagram and I used to be like posting sad shit, you know, and people were like, what, why are you doing that? I mean, I was so depressed, you know what I mean? I was like, I'm not looking for any pity here, dude. I'm just looking for like, I just want to talk to somebody. You know what I mean? Somebody to, a lot of people think, oh, this dude has to, like, he's, he, he's sad. He's like, you know, something happened. You know what I mean? No, when you, when you suffer from depression, you just want to be heard, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not a lot of people out here, like, I don't want to name Right. Names. Like, no yeah. Names, but you know but. what I mean? They do it like, I understand. I feel him. Like, this dude would post something about he's depressed and all that. And the next thing you know, I'll go to the gym and I hear this dude. Yeah, this dude's fucking dumb. And he used to post all this depression. Because yeah, they, they don't know. Like they, they don't know the half. They don't know exactly what, what, what you're really going through, dude. So, like, now it's like, <clears throat> I have some friends that come, hey, dude, like, I'm going through this and that. And I would call them. When I'm working, I'll call them and be like, look, dude, just check it out. Just. Hear me out. <laughs> I just want to let, let me tell you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So this dude, his name is Eddie. He's a good friend of mine. And um, he was an alcoholic, man. He was going down the bad, a bad path, too. And he stopped all. He His liver failed. You know what I mean? He was only 29 years old. Jeez. And he was drinking so much every day, you know, waking up. He'll have a fucking beer. Yeah, his liver was failing. So I went to go visit him at the hospital. I was like, look, dude, I mean, there's nothing you could really do here. So you better hope, you know what I mean? You pull through this. So I was like, but check this out. See what this led you to? All this drinking and shit. We used to tell you, stop this, stop that. Now look at you got two kids and you got your wife. You're going to leave. Yeah. Somebody else is going to walk your kids down that aisle, bro. That's at that time. They're not thinking they don't really yeah. care. So it's like, he goes, I'm just going through it, dude. I'm just going through it. So he just, and then he ended up calling me like every other day, dude. Like when he got out the hospital, he's like, dude, I'm depressed. I'm like, dude, just. Check it out. I'll throw some shit at him to, you know what I mean, to make him feel better. That's a whole, that's a whole thing that people. I hate, I hate it nowadays that people think, oh, this dude's depressed. He's stupid, man, bro. No, yeah. A lot of people just want to be heard, dude. Would you say that has something to do with mental health? Exactly. Because I know you, 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 you talk to me a lot about mental health, and you always yeah. tell me like, you know, you want to raise awareness in that because people have a, like a distorted point of view or understanding about what mental health really is as far as you know when i used to train you like it's good about the physical but mentally you used physical training as a coping mechanism to help you help and deal with your mental health issues and your mental illnesses type of thing like you feel like that is a serious problem with a lot of people and what they're experiencing now I think so, dude. I mean, like, mental health, like, I mean, you hear this shit all the time, people dying, suicide, you know what I mean, from, like, you know, just, like, mental health issues, dude. Yeah. Like, I had a boy that jumped off the Coronado Bridge. Yeah. Because he, he couldn't deal with it. He couldn't cope with it, dude. You when you know? were When you were in prison, did they... Did you like ever express that to people no. like that worked there? They're like, hey, you know, can you... No. They don't care, huh? No. Well, especially at that time, too. No. No. Like, they didn't really care about your mental state. Well, when I was in prison, they used to, I had bipolar when I was younger. I, was, I had really bipolar disorder, you know? Yeah. So um, I would go to school. The nurse would always give me a shot to calm me down. Oh, snap. So when I went to prison, um, I was, you know, they want to know what kind of medication. They have to treat you. Right. You know, so that you're on some medication and all that. So they end up giving me, you know, shit to calm me down. Shit, long story short, I found out. 
that was uh, it lowered my testosterone. Oh so yeah, when I, yeah. When I got out, and remember we were training, shots, yeah. I was like, dude, I don't feel good. Man, I feel weak. My testosterone when I got out was 144. <laughs> Damn. So it was those medications that had those yeah, side dude. effects to make you really bad. Oh yeah, they 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 tear you up. I mean, I, I mean, think about it. It's not natural. It's something that you're putting in your body and you're used to it. Were you taking those shots routinely in prison, like regularly? No, I was taking some pills to calm me down. Okay. Was, Only when you were feeling some no, type of... No, it was of, every day. Just to stay freaking calm? Yeah. Like regular? And then um, just calm, and then I end up getting high blood pressure in there. There's a lot of salty food in there. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, dude, it was it was a trip, man. I really... There's sometimes I think about it. Dude. I think about, like... Dude, I was supposed to be dead already. I was supposed to either do life in prison and... Um, Sometimes I, I, I like remember earlier I told you like oh when my wife passed away I was like fuck God or fuck all this yeah and I think about it dude I was just like I'm here for a purpose dude like my friend yeah. was like the other day my little nephew just almost died oh damn remember you text me I was like I can't talk right now yeah my nephew almost choked on this fucking toy yeah my sister called me from I think her house is like five minutes away from here it took me like a minute to get there shoved my finger down his throat. Pulled it out, and then the ambulance got there. Damn. So the ambulance was like, oh, sh-. like he was blue. Life. That My nephew was already fucking, he was already on the edge of dying. Yeah. They had to, pump, they had to put oxygen in him because his oxygen level was really low. And the lady, I remember, the lady goes, if you didn't come in time, he would have been, yeah. he would have been dead. Damn. And I, and I looked at that as like, look, I, I could have, I should have done life in prison. I could I should have been dead like 2014. Yeah. So, if I would have died, he would have been. If I would have died, or I would have been still in prison, he would have been dead right now. Yeah, like you were. So everything happens for a, a blessing, reason, right. exactly. So you like were in every, the right time. Everything happens for a reason. Like now, I think about it, it's just like everything just falls in place sometimes. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. If it's you just, if you could change something, seventeen year old Fabian, if you can go back to seventeen year old Fabian and change something, what would you have changed? If you go back in time right now. Nothing. I wouldn't want to change anything. You would have had, like, if you could have avoided going to prison, doing all that, what what would you have done differently? Nothing. Like, you haven't learned anything from that to go. I did learn, know. but it, it's from the person I am today, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm, I'm pushing harder from what I really want. Because back in the days, all I really wanted when I was gangbanging and I was with my family Oh, well, my mom and dad, really, what I really wanted was a family. Yeah. So, if I, I mean, I don't know. It's pretty hard to explain, dude. I, I mean. No, I feel it. I, I, I understand a lot of times people join gangs for that exact reason, for you to be, like, feeling part of something, feel included, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, like I don't have that, that love that your own family don't exactly, get in your situation. Exactly, yeah. You didn't have a family to really love you. And I had homies that were on the same wave that didn't have homies i even knew some gangbangers so to say that claimed to be gangbangers that actually had it good you know what i'm saying silver spoon and everything and i'm like man why do you want to choose this life and 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 live this life just because the area you live in or you you know it's like it was the hype thing to do at the time like yo this is this ain't no game like people get locked up people die for this type of stuff man and it's like people don't take that seriously you know what i'm saying like yeah I mean, like I said, I wouldn't want to change anything, dude, because I learned um, it, it, it's the person who I am today now, dude, because 
I learned from my mistakes and I'm, I'm trying to do better. I grew my business. I'm growing my business. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, my daughter, she used to see pictures from me back in the days, how I used to dress and shit. Yeah. Know? And not, not, not too long ago, this is probably like five months ago, she started dressing like a chola, you know? <laughs> what did that, what did that make you think? Were you kind of like, oh, hey, either man. one, I'm going to fucking kill her boyfriend. <laughs> she has one, you know, these dudes out here, they don't, they don't really, you know, yeah, <laughs> no, I not know. Kill her boyfriend, but you know what I mean? But, um, no, uh, she was dressing like a chola, dude. And I had to put her in her put place. Her in she was like, well, you used to do it. And I was like. Yeah. Do as I say, not as I do. I used to do it, but <laughs> I'm going to teach you from right from wrong. Right. You know what I mean? No, for sure. So she snapped out of it. Now she's, you know, she's cool. She's in school, you know, and she just had a big, I just had a, sorry. I just had a big scare, dude, with her too. She just had heart surgery, man. Yeah. A couple months, three, five months back, you know? And honestly, at that time, I thought she wasn't going to make it, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I was at the gym. The gym in um, Chula Vista, TG, yeah. <laughs> CV, Woot. Shout, shout out to the, we ain't sponsored by them or anything, you know, giving them credit. Yeah, <laughs> pretty cool gym. I like what they're doing down there, man. It, it's cool. Yeah. But um, I was there and, and then um, working out and she hits me up. She's like, hey, my heart's beating really fast. And I'm thinking she's dressing like a chola. You know what I mean? She's hanging out with some bad girls. Either I one. She, she's high. She's, or she's high on or something. something. Yeah. So I'm like, I didn't really take it that serious, you know. So I go home and I'm like. I put my hand on her on her chest and it's like beating out of her chest, dude. So I'm like, uh, what was the first thing that came to your mind? We thought like, you want what you want? Yeah, right I was like, what, what did you take this and that? And she's like, are you drinking Red Bulls or what? Did, are <laughs> that girl that you hang around with? Are you guys smoking weed or what? She's like, no, no, I promise, Dad. Just I'm not feeling good. I was like, let's hop in the car. Let's bop. You know what I mean? Yeah. We end up Dang. rolling. Got to the hospital. They're like, is she on a type of medication? Is that? I'm like, no. She's like, what did she do? I was like, no. She, I was like, this is, she told me she did this and that because her heart's beating 243 uh, beats per minute. Uh, Damn, that's minute. high. Yeah, beats exactly. per minute. Sheesh. So what they had to do is reset her heart. And they're like, hey, this is a 95% chance it might not. No, there's a 5% chance that her heart not might come back on if we want to reset it. I'm okay. like, fucking started bawling, dude. Going back into my old state. Right. Where, my wife PTSD and all that shit. I'm like, it was dude. straight up PTSD. And they're just like, I'm like, hey, is she gonna be all right? They're like, oh, I mean, just calm down. You know, she's fine right now. This and that. Yeah. So boom, they reset her heart. Shot from 243, it shot down to 56, and then it started normal, normal, normal. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I was like, what the hell, man? I haven't been that scared and I haven't cried in a long time like that ever since my wife passed away. Yeah, you so, must feel like. You know, man, I don't want to go through that same thing, dude, especially that's, that's, with my daughter. Exactly. So I, I was thinking, I was like, dude, I was like, this is all back all over again. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm like, something's bad. Something, something's wrong. Yeah. So um, we went home that same day, actually. So the next day I was cool. The doctor said, yeah, she's fine now. It's kind of weird if it happens again. Um, just come back. But it usually happens to young kids, like three, four years old. We just had one not too long ago. We just had to reset his heart. Oh, I'm like, really? oh, just reset his heart, huh? Yeah, it's com- it was it, common. It, it's they were common saying? in little kids, but not her age. That's weird. So she ended up having surgery three months down the road, and uh, it was just like some valve or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they went in there and did their thing. And um, Well, she's good now. Because I remember I was texting all the time. How's your daughter? How's your yeah, daughter? Yeah, yeah, dude. She was good, man. Because yeah. that's... I worked on that end, you know, doing medical, and that that was something that really meant something to me because it's like, man, that's somebody's 
somebody's daughter that somebody i know that you know you don't know what it feels like until you actually go through it or you go through somebody that actually is going through something you're like man it's it's, it's good it's like you know what i'm saying people are like oh man that's that sucks like you know but when you actually know someone that's actually going through some something like that and they're close to you it trips you out because it's like man like that's why i was more i was even worried and concerned i would even tell my wife like, like man, Fabian's daughter you know i honestly do to like I thought my, my brain is, I think, cause I have all this stress, dude. So my, I'm hoping she's doing good in yeah. that surgery, but I'm like, dude, if she dies, I'm gonna kill myself, bro. I'm gonna kill myself. That's how you feel bad. like you are. I feel like this is, that's all I got in the Damn. left. You yeah. Know what I mean? Cause like I said, I don't have family. Yeah. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't talk to, I have six sisters yeah. and two brothers. I don't talk to none of them, none of them. Damn. So I'm like, dude, this is all I got. She yeah. passes away. I'm gonna go home and fucking shoot myself, dude. Well, at least. By the grace of God, you know, she's alive and well. And that was that was something heavy on my heart, too, knowing that you were going through that because you I, I've seen it. You know, what I mean, I witnessed you going through that rough patch and I understood. And I was like, man, and I was nothing but so, like, praying for her. So I, I was praying too, dude, like. I'm not religious, you know, I'm that's barely good. I'm barely getting in there, like not religious, good. but like I, I want to learn that. more about it. Yeah. So that's why I asked you sometimes we'll talk about it like right. an hour. Uh, but I and then uh, some guy steven down from chila Vista, the owner he gave me the bible too and i'm like reading the verse but yeah one thing about me like we talked about on the phone last time it's like when something happens and then we're praying for it i don't i don't want to do yeah that, you, know you want to be already on I, that i want to be yeah so little by little I, I, i'm getting there i know i'll get there but when i was <clears throat> when she was going through that heart surgery i was like dude i was praying i was like dude i just please you know mm. like just not I was just like, hope she's doing, let her come out good. Right. I promise I won't do this anymore. Yeah, no, for you sure. You know what I mean? Sure. I'm just doing, throwing anything. Any, all, all your hope is is like on yeah, God. Like, come on, God. Like, I'm, I need a miracle here. I'm praying at Buddha's, uh, <laughs> some Muslim, you know what I mean? Like, any God out there, let me, yeah. you know what I mean? But I look back at it, I was like, dude, like, why am I only praying when something bad's happening? Yeah. I don't get it. Like, that's, that's the same equivalent to like going to your parents when you need something like if your daughter was like hey dad i need something but like ignores you the rest of the time and only hits you up when she needs something it's like yeah. all right yeah what kind of you know what i mean but you know I, i'm very grateful and thankful that that she pulled through this one man because yeah it was scary dude it was it was it was pretty scary man like like i said like i told my aunt too like i'm not my aunt mm -hmm. she's uh she's like my mom and i told her dude she was like dude. i remember crying to her i was like this is it. This is it. Yeah. This is it. They're like, well, I mean, I, I don't blame you, bro. I would have been on the same, same feeling, yeah, man. It's, same it's feeling. It's different, like when you have a kid too. You know. Oh I mean? yeah, it's that's like, yours. You know what I mean? Like she yeah. belongs to you, and it's, it's it, crazy. But like my wife, when she before she passed away, like she was like, just take care of, uh, just take care of our daughter. This is not. I was like, you know, don't talk like that. And she was just like, I know you're gonna be a good dad. You know. To so, that, yeah. all that boiled in and got all in that head. got to me. I'm like, dude, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, man. This is, you know, but you know, she, uh, she ended up doing, she's doing really good now. Um, that's she, good. Uh, we're actually going to join the gym and she's doing, she's like, in, you know, you were telling me she was trying to do sports and stuff, which yeah, is cool, man. Doing, that's she, cool. She's going to do some volleyball. She wants to be on the football team, man. Foosball? No, nah, ain't playing no she, she foosball. She really wants to play tackle football, dude. <laughs> She's a fighter, dude. I told that's, her that's I, dope. I want her to get her in the MMA, like dude, you know, type of shit. Put her jujitsu, dude. Dude, she, that'd be she dope. She has hands, dude. She has hands. Yeah, she'll whoop your ass. She probably would. <laughs> well, my family, it's like not to be cocking anything. My family, like, we have heavy hands. Yeah. A lot of my families are like one hitter quitters, dude. Yeah. 
my cousin Mikey, he's like four nine. Four nine. This dude got hands, dude. He's <laughs> like I see him clock out some dudes, like just put him to sleep. <laughs> and I, I told my daughter, like, you know, you probably got that gene, yeah. you know what I mean? She's let's let's put you in because she has my daughter has a lot of anger. Yeah. From her mom and like Well, the way she not grew anger, up. but just like the way she grew up with no mom and all right. that. Right. You know, so there's some type of uh feeling that she feels yeah. where resentment or something towards exactly and that will always be there you know yeah. what i'm saying because that's what anybody like that didn't grow up with like i mean you had that yeah. growing up without a family like family figure i should say yeah yeah you have family but they weren't really family they weren't the ones that were actually there for you i was 11 yeah them. i was 11 when my parents passed away you well, see what i'm saying my dad passed away first and then he, he overdosed and then from heroin and then my mom passed away yeah and you were 11 years old yeah. i mean the only thing you think of is all right, I need a family figure. That's why you went to the that, homies in the streets. Exactly. That's that's the way it is, man. A lot I of mean, people do that, dude. I think, yeah, I know. I mean, a lot of people do that, dude. And there's there's some kids out there that have family that have money, and right? And, and they still, still want to live that life. They still want to live that life. I I know a few, and I'm like, man, like, bro, like, I've told them, like, bro, like, I mean, granted, granted that I kind of had that too. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, I I, I wasn't. Like in your situation, you know, I didn't lose my parents young. My my parents, uh, you know, are still alive today. And like, but I I knew, you know, doing what I did, I was the black sheep of my family. And I I just drew to that type of crowd because of the fact of my rebellious and my hardheadedness was like, all right, let me get out of here. I don't want to be home. I don't want to be around my family. And that was a stupid thing of me because I felt like, not that my I knew my family loved me. It was just they weren't around because they were working so hard to provide whatever they needed to do, which gave me that outlet, which is not an excuse, but it gave me an outlet to do whatever the hell I wanted to do because I was like, all right, cool, I'm out. I didn't really, my parents were really strict on me. I was like, they were just like, do whatever you want in a sense to an extent. And I was just like, whatever. And I made those stupid choices. And my parents were like, all right, you're stupid. Get the hell out of my house. I got kicked out, did all that. But that was my dumbass choice. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, yeah. it was a stupid decision that I made. <clears throat> and I would just expose myself to that and realize, okay, maybe this is what it was or whatever. So I understand coming from real ones, I could say that you were a real one because I had I had homies that were not really about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they had that silver spoon and they had that opportunity. So now as a molder, I can, you know, tell people like, nah, man, like, you don't really know what it's like. Especially where we grew up. We grew up around, you're my neighbor. We grew up in this area, in this hood. Back when we were younger, it was different than it is now. Oh, a lot different. Different, lot you know different. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, And, I, you know, we look at it now and we just kind of, I, 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 when I talk to you, I could see, you know, when we talk about, you know, street stuff, you kind of kind of laugh at that because to you it's like, you like you kind of laugh in a sense of like, these, these dudes don't know. You know what I'm saying? One thing too I do hate is, you got older cats posting that they're fucking been locked up and all this. Dude. <laughs> I know. I feel it, man. But then again, you know, those people will kind of, they, they, they want to gas it up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, they want to gas themselves up to, to, and I get it, man. I, I know. I know what you mean. But it's cool, like, to interview somebody and ask somebody, like, the real thing. Because the, the whole thing about my podcast is people ask me, what is your niche about? Man, my thing is, for real, is a platform for people who want to share their story, no matter what it is, 
to shed light on that situation for people who are regular people who listen to my podcast that can say, damn, I didn't know that that actually can go down or people can actually go through that or they actually went through that. And I can't relate to it, but now I understand that there's people that really live that type of life. And, I, you know, for me, having you on, it was like, yo, I was even curious to know your story because you had told me some. There's some things that I've heard, there's you certain, know. Yeah, there's certain stuff, too, that I don't talk about. Right, no, and, and, and that's that's okay. I mean, that's 100% expected. I'm not going to ask you to tell me every little detail, but there's things that, like I said, this platform is for you to express and shed light on certain situations that people need to know about coming from somebody like you that knew that I, you know, I could see the sincerity and the genuine, you know, feelings towards certain things to certain situations that you speak about that really may, you know, shed light to somebody that has no idea what it, what you've been through or somebody like you has been through. Like they can't even imagine or fan phantom in that in their head to think that you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so that's a good that's a good thing uh to have you on and to 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 speak about that but i was gonna ask you for something you know that you've been through for everything that you've been through not something for everything that you've been through what are you grateful for being alive right now man because okay okay let me let me let me tell you the difference when I ask you, what are you thankful for? That means, you know, somebody may have done something for you or you're thankful for certain things. Grateful and having <clears throat> gratitude for something means that you can be appreciative, thankful, and more of things the way they are, even if nobody has ever done anything for you or just the way the situation is as is and how your life is. You have gratitude for it, for just the way that things are. You can find appreciation in that. So not thankful, like, oh, I'm thankful that you showed up today and let me use this outlet, or I'm thankful for my family. No, I'm, I'm talking about what are you grateful for besides everything you've ever been through, your entire life up to where you are today? What are you truly grateful for? Hmm, interesting. <laughs> I mean, that's a good question, man. That is a good question. Like, really think about that, man. What are you grateful for? I don't know. I mean... I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? That's, that's like, a good... That's like... It kind of got me thinking, like, you know what I mean? Well, think about it, man. I mean, this is your time. But... Like, grateful for, like, having, like... Like my kids or something? Or? Anything, man. What are you truly grateful for? Like, even if the situation is what it is, you're, you have gratitude for the way it is. Even if it's bad, even if it's good, dude, whatever. Dude, I'm grateful for having my business, man. Yeah. My business, dude. For, 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 the, for those of you guys who didn't know, his business, like I said, he does screen printing. He does custom t-shirts. And he's doing really good, man. He's a one-man team. do no minimums team. here. Right. He's a one-man team, but I'll, 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 I'll give him his, you know, his little... His props, he does real well. I mean, I trust him with my work and stuff. And uh, yeah, but you know, I'm actually there's something I wanted to talk about. You know, when my wife passed away, really quick. It's kind of, it's kind of, and it, I don't know how to say it, but it's kind of. I wouldn't say not rude, but I wouldn't say if she never would have passed away, mm -hmm. I was, I would have been doing really bad. Cause she was, it was a, so it was like a blessing in disguise in a sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if 
I was when I got out, my whole thing was just do dirt still, you know, sell this, sell that. Right. And she was with me 100%. She was I don't care, baby. As long as we, we go get this money, we cool, we feed the baby, we're good. She was your ride or die, exactly. Bonnie and Clyde. Exactly. So that's why it hurt me so bad when she passed away, you know. And um, like I said, like, I don't know how to say it, but if she, she, when she died, like, my whole life changed, dude. Yeah. It was like, dude, now you got to step it up. Now you got to take care of you know, I got to take care of my daughter like, yeah. to the fullest. Went out. She passed away. Went out and get it. I got a job. Got a job at the shipyard at NASCO. Ended up sandblasting them for like four years. And then, um, yeah, dude, just, it's just crazy, dude, how life, how life works, dude. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's. Well, I, from what I can see is that your gratitude, I know it was a, it was a left ball question yeah. and I've been asking people this because they're like, Oh, I'm great. I'm grateful for X, Y, and Z. I'm like, no, but let me explain the difference between being thankful for something and being grateful for something. Cause I can give you like 20 bucks. I'm like, here, go buy yourself. You're like, hey, thanks dude. Appreciate that. And you're thankful. Yeah, dude. Thank you, man. Like really thank you for that. But how can you show gratitude for me if I didn't even done anything for you? Like, Maybe it could have been like me just talking to you, being your friend. And you're like, dude, you're always there for me when I need you just to like clear my head, whatever. And I'm grateful for that. I have gratitude for you. You haven't even done anything. You don't even know that you've done anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, so situations like that, you're grateful for. And I've been doing that recently at the gym. I would stop somebody and be like, hey, what are you grateful for, man? And they're like, wait, what? And it's like a left ball question, but it's just, it just gets you thinking. I've had some people tell me, you know what? Let me get back to you on that. Because it takes time to really think about what are you grateful? Because nobody asks you that stuff. Like, you don't go around every day thinking like, man, I'm grateful for this. I really am. Like, no, really, what do you exp- What do you show gratitude for? Like, you're really grateful that the way things are. I would say it seems like you're grateful for your business, man. I mean, you're doing really well. Every business has its ups and downs. I've seen sometimes, I mean, I'm a business owner. I've seen sometimes where you're like, dude. Things are getting slow. I got to pick it up. And that's where you hustle. It brings out the best of you. And, you know, I can see that you're, if I would answer for you, like I can see that you're grateful for, for your kids. That's a, yeah. that's a really good, mm-hmm. you know, you have gratitude for that. I mean, how do you express your gratitude? I mean, man, you take your daughter to the hospital. You're always taking her to her appointments. That shows gratitude because you don't have to do that. She's not doing something for you. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with whatever you do. In your work and your business, you have business. You got clientele, you got regulars, you got people that you got to work for, and that's something to be grateful for. It's thankful and more because it's like, man, these people could coming back to you because it gives you a chance to believe in yourself that you got more to offer than what you thought you had from growing up, thinking like, man, no one's gonna want what I do or they judge me or the way I look or what I've been through. But you serve a purpose in community, man. You make other people thrive you know what i mean yeah like um i was telling steven from the gym dude like i'll be making shirts and i'll pass them down to the homeless dude like down here by the park yeah off of bancroft i go pick up shirts from the warehouse down in um the mission imprintables yeah and they always have reject shirts that are, have holes in them and nothing yeah sometimes i won't even print them i'll just go hey, down those, the are street. Vi- those are in right now those vintage yeah yeah <laughs> yeezy style with the holes yeah but no the, um now these are rejects, so they're not really sold on right and all that, you know. But um, right, she. Uh, so what I do is, uh, either one, I'll print on them, put San Diego on it, just whatever, and then um, 
I'll do, and I'll just give them down to the homeless people, man. You yeah. Know? And and there's times that my daughter, she was like, hey, just go buy him. Uh, let's go to get some food. Uh, go buy some food because there's there's a little girl down there too. They sleep at the park. Oh snap. Yeah. And um, I'll just, you know, uh, my daughter was, hey, let's go buy him a, a cheeseburger or something, and then. I'll remember, I'll be like, hey, I got all these shirts on there, so I'm going to go throw them over there real quick. You know? Yeah. I give it to them. And then I know they're grateful for that shit. Cause, oh, yeah. You know. Um, Absolutely. So. You're, you 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 receive blessings for being somebody else's blessing. You don't even realize that. Like, because you don't know what they're going through, but that's something no, that comes I, out of your heart. No, but I've been through that. I was homeless. You yeah. Know? I mean, I was homeless for two years. So, like, when somebody was giving, when I was homeless, somebody gave me something. I felt like it was like, dude, like people, there's people out there that really care. Right, exactly. And they didn't have to do that. Exactly. You know what they, I'm saying? They, yeah, no. So it makes me feel good too. Like I always drive away with a smile on my face. Like, like I'm stress free because right. I just helped that one person. Right. And you yeah. never know because you ain't never sat down with them and like, hey, what's your story? That may have changed their entire life and the, they were all over the news like three months ago like yeah they can't even go like they, so there's this lady <clears throat> the news was there and all that and she was like yeah we can't even take our uh, kids down here because there's a lot of homeless people this is that i'm just like dude like i understand that but it's just like they you don't know where they've been through yeah to get where they're at right now you know what i mean like yeah Hey, maybe their parents left them when they were little, you know, and they still can't cope with that right now. No, exactly. You know, so it, it, it's, you know, that's like the big thing nowadays. Like, there's so much bullies out here. There's there's too many people judging, judging you like. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like and I came from that, like where people I used to hang around with. Oh, look at this motherfucker. Dude. <laughs> He's a badass. Like, oh, you know, like <laughs> and I was the person that was always cool. Like, yeah, man. Like, yeah. He looks dumb, bro. Like that. No, <laughs> dude. Like, I really, I really see it now. From, from now, from back in the days, it's like, it sucks, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I just try to help out as much as people as I can, dude. I mean, I don't like, I don't like to judge nobody. I mean, I might make a comment here and there, just like shit the giggles, but yeah. But you know what? It, it's, it's good because everybody has a story, man. And like in this past hour, I've learned some new things about you and like you know it, it's crazy because i used to train you and like i remember when i met you i i'm not a very judgmental person but i i felt like i i was like okay this dude's obviously from somewhere he's he, he grew up like he's not you know he's a little rough around the edges he, he's been through some you know some stuff but i don't knock him i don't judge him and then as i got to know you you're low-key a comedian, man. Like, you got... You you, you funny, man. That's but what you, I really wanted to do. <laughs> it's funny because you're like... Even Didi was telling me that, too. Like, when he's like, when I first met that fool, he was trying to act hard and shit. And I was like, oh, this guy needs to calm down. Like, he's like, on hard. But I was like, dude, he was like that Didi, with me. I'll whoop your ass. <laughs> but he's like, no, but I actually got to talk to baby. That was funny, man. He's cool. I was like, no, that's how he is with me, too. Like, we... we me and Didi talk about it, like... All the time when we bring you out, like, yeah, man, it was funny, man. Like, he, he was trying to be like, but we knew, you know, your story and whatnot. But it's funny because, yeah, underneath that, you really are a down-to-earth type of dude. And you're funny. You know what I mean? Like, you got jokes. I, you know, that's what I really wanted to do when I was younger. You trying to be a stand-up comic? I, I, I wanted to so bad. I wanted to do. You I, used to write your own jokes? Well, I did. Me and my lady back in the days, we we used to. Um, you got to speak closer. We used to, uh, you know, just. That's, that's something what I really like doing because when I was when I was locked up I used to write shit like that you yeah know what I mean? 
And would you uh, say you were always funny since you were younger or just? Yeah, I was always out of the crowd. It would just be me. Like, I would just be like. Where's the little food, a little uh, funny fat, fat fuck at? You know what I mean? It's your, your, your voices are, are funny. Man. Yeah, so, and then, like, when I started going out to clubs and all that, they're like, oh, I'll bring this dude. He's fucking hella funny. You know what I mean? He's, he, he brights everybody's, you know, up. Yeah. But what's crazy, it's like, I think, for me, it's like, it's always the funniest person that has a story behind him. Yeah. Because, like, I was always there just to make somebody laugh. Yeah. But I didn't, like, I was there to make somebody laugh. But I was really sad. You know what's crazy? Let's talk like like let's just talk now. We that's like talking. Robin Williams. Robin Williams. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, let's talk like like chop it up. Like, you know Robin Williams, yeah, right? Yeah, Mrs. Yeah. Doubtfire. You know he killed himself, right? Yeah, rest in peace, Robin Bro, Williams. Bro, you know man. how he 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 lived his life trying to make people laugh. Exactly. And, and yeah. we didn't even know he was depressing. He hung himself. Exactly. Man. Like, yep. That's crazy, see, bro. And he was he was always making people laugh. Dude. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and you would never think he was depressed. Yeah, and it's yep. crazy to think that. A lot of people that know me, they're like, "Oh, where's this little chief at?" You know, what I mean? like <laughs> this, they used to call me Chiefy back in the days. Chiefy, a little Chiefy. Why Chiefy? Because I used to be a fucking pothead, He's a Chief. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where's little Chiefy at? And then they, they call me Buzz because you know yep. my, my, my dad was bigger. He was, you know, we were always fucked up, drunk. And oh, stuff. okay. I so, thought they called you Buzz because you look like Buzz yeah. Buzz Lightyear. Uh, like so, you, yeah. you kind of look like him. <laughs> We're going to turn this off real quick. <laughs> no, but, it's uh, funny because uh, um, if y'all don't know, like, you know, like I got I got um, some Crocs and I got like a little uh, Croc charm. And Marla, my wife, was like, oh, you should get this for Fabian. It was a little Buzz what? Lightyear. You told her about that? Well, no. She knows I call you Buzz. And then I was like, oh, she must snap. be found. <laughs> and I said, you know what? This little this little cartoon or this little giblet, whatever it's called. Giblet. What is those little charms? It looks like Fabian, man. I was like, oh, I'm going to get one. I'm going to put it on my crock and just to pay homage to the homie Fabian. <laughs> Bro, it looks so funny. Like, when I'm rocking it, everywhere I go, it's like, there Flapping you go. Flapping your crop like buzz. <laughs> there goes little Fabian right there on my shoe, man. Don't worry about him, man. <laughs> yeah, but uh, back to, like, Robert Williams. But he like, he made a lot of people laugh, and, but he was really depressed over the years. Yeah, like, man. And I feel like... Um, my boy back in the day, he was like, how are you coming up with all these jokes, this and that? I'm like, nah, man, I'm just, you know, I just like making people laugh, and it just come, it just hits me, yeah. you know? And then recently, not, not too long ago, I'm like, it's always the funniest person in the room with the saddest story or what, right. they're going through something, you know what I mean? You know what's crazy, though, man? I thought about it is like, I've thought about it before, is like when, especially when Robin Williams, like when... Hanging yourself, like, cause I remember at one time uh, at a point in my life I was suicidal too, but I didn't want to off myself by hanging myself. I think that's like the worst, like to have the your loved ones find you hung. Like I feel like if you OD on some like pills or something, or like even offing yourself with the strap, like that's horrible, man. Cause then that's the last thing they'll remember. But if like I always like when I was contemplating at that time. I was like, I'm just going to overdose and just, like, knock out. Because they won't know. They'll just know that I'm dead. And, obviously, they'll be like, okay, this will probably pop a bunch of pills. But, like, to see you hung or, like, head exploded, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the type of thing. It's like, damn, why that? You know what I'm saying? Like, and, like, Robin Williams, imagine, like, whoever found him. I don't know who found him. His wife. His wife found him? His wife. Like, just imagine you going home and he's just hanging. It's just like, oh, shit. Dude, that food changed a lot of people, like. 
he impacted a lot of people's lives. That's what I'm saying. Like, you don't believe that you did that too. You know what I'm saying? To some degree, you had some type of impact on somebody's life. But it's just like, damn, we're kind of selfish to think that. Damn, this is what we we gonna do. This it's just very selfish thing to do, man. I remember when I when I contemplated before, I had my real close friends tell me like, think about your family, man. Think about your nephews. Think about this. How selfish of you to do that. And they grow up the rest of their life without knowing you. How selfish is that? And just for whatever it is you're going through in your head, you're just seeing red or whatever. And at that time, you're like, I don't, I don't care. Because you're like, I don't really care. I don't need to be here type of thing. You just want to off yourself. But now you look back, you're like, damn, imagine your daughter, man. If she goes, yeah, my dad Whoa. offed himself. How selfish of him. Like, man, I, I, he could have been my dad my whole life. And he did that. Not thinking about me. How selfish. You know what I'm saying? Like, Well, there's this, this, this incident. Like a year after my wife passed away. You got to get in the mic, champ. A year, so a year after she passed away, right? Yeah. Um, what was it? I was in, I was in the closet, <clears throat> in my closet because it, it's it's a good walking, walking to uh walking closet. It's where I kept a lot of my stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, Your sex toys and stuff. Everything like that. <laughs> but um, I remember coming home. I was fucking drunk, dude, and I was just crying, and and my aunt would just tell me what's going on. And I'm like nothing. You know what I mean? Don't talk to me. Whatever. Went to the closet, bumped some music, whatever. And yeah. I told myself. Uh, and I planned this out for months. I'm like, I'm just gonna show. I want to shoot myself, dude, because I can't live. I couldn't live without her, you know. Yeah. And one day that happened. Sh- my aunt walks in there. I'm bumping the music, and then, um, remember my daughter's mom. She. Before she passed away, there was a song called um, Frankie J. And uh, wait, it was, it was is it Fra- by Frankie J? Yeah, it was by Frankie J and, and Pitbull. Um, I forgot the song, dude. I don't really, I don't listen to it anymore. Um, uh, something about always being together. So she mm-hmm. she dedicated that song to me, and then I played that song, and I was just I was just crying and crying, and I had the, the strap to my head, dude. I was like, I'm gonna do it, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Um, it's going through so much shit. So my aunt walks in the door and she tells me, Hey, she's like, What the hell are you doing? This and that, and I'm just like. I can't do this no more, dude. I'm like crying. Yeah. I'm like, I can't do this no more, this and that. And she's like, okay, okay, you want to be Mr. Badass and shoot yourself? Check this out, though. There's that little girl that's four years old in that room. She Just let you know, by tomorrow or about five minutes from now, she won't have a dad. Damn. You know what I mean? And she, that kind of like really, really opened up my eyes, dude. Like at that time, I was like, fuck, dude. Like I couldn't, I can't do this. But my aunt, if it wasn't for my aunt walking in that house inside that living room, um, that closet, yeah. That walk-in closet when I was in there, I probably would have killed myself. Yeah, you know. Damn. Yeah, there's it's it's a. Uh, my life is pretty. I think it's sometimes it's like a, it's like a story, dude. Oh yeah, I mean that's like I said, everybody has a story. Everybody has a story, and I feel like that's a good it's a good uh, platform for you to share that story because you and I reach think out to people, and I think it's good to share it. To there's a certain point that you don't have to say everything, but there's a, you know, just share enough where people understand and like, Hey, I'm going through this. If he did it, I could do it. Oh yeah. Like I, if he, if he, you know, you know, if he's, you, you might encourage somebody to be like, damn, they, they might learn from you is what yeah. I'm saying. You know what I mean? So you just never know. Well, out of the, like the 10 people that listen to this podcast, <laughs> ain't no damn 10 people. Trust me, man. I get, yeah. I get, I get, I get paid per views champ. 
Something you might not never know about, man. How much I get out of it. <laughs> hey, uh, since you are a, a guest on my show, nah, there's no, there's no, there's no payment, man. Because if we were to pay you, it would have been taxed and all that, and then you would. It's not worth it, man. It's just this is, this is something that I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for is having a guy like you on my show. You know. Yeah. There's something I do want to say though. Um, if like you, if you're ever going through depression. If you're ever going through like depression and you're thinking about, you know, killing yourself, because I know it could it could lead up to that at certain points. But whatever you're going through, dude, just think about it twice, man. Don't don't do nothing dumb. Talk to somebody about it, dude. Like my Instagram is 1904 Prince. I know it's just a business, but anybody that that's listening to this and it's like needs to you know, talk about something, dude, you could always hit me up, dude. I love, I love, Hell yeah, man, I love it, dude. I love, no, for real, I love it. I, I love talking to people about it. Cause if I could just like help one person out, dude, by just telling them, Hey dude, like I'm there for you. I don't know you, but Hey dude, I'll fucking make some time to sit down with you. Right. dude. And this, this talk, dude, like I know there's a lot of people that at the gym, dude, that, that go through so much shit. That, no, absolutely. You know man. what I mean? And they walk out all mad, dude, but, Deep down inside, dude, if you're really going through something, dude, just like don't, don't be don't, afraid to reach don't, out. Don't be afraid to reach out, dude. Yeah. Like I know there's a couple people that I reached out to at the gym. Yeah. Be like, hey, dude, you're doing good. He's like, yeah, man, this is not. But goes, people, people are different, man. It, not everybody's gonna respond the way you want to. You no, know what I mean? No, and there's a lot of people that just like to be to keep their shit inside them. You know what I mean? And that's not good. Yeah. That's not really good. Like me talking to you right now kind of relieved some stress. Cause I just got over like, you know, like my, telling you about my wife and all that and shit. Like, I really don't talk about it, but me talking about kind of means like, like right. it's a lot of stress off of your chest. Yeah, like, it, it is too. Is so. there anything else you want to get off your chest? Um, <laughs> is there anything you want to put on my chest? <laughs> This, man. It's not nah, bad. It's from a movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Just like, anything you like, want to if, get off anybody, like, Is there anything you want to put on my chest? <laughs> no, nah, but I'm serious, dude. Like, I, I was serious about hitting me up, dude. Like, no, I know, I know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know where you're gonna post this at Instagram or. No, uh, you guys already know who's listening. Spotify, Apple Podcast. Man, I got like eight platforms on this. Yeah. Thing. If, uh, Reach out to him, man. Nineteen oh four Prince on Instagram. He also does screen printing. Um, you do shipping. Like if they want to do like shipping, they can just communicate with you and just like do some online orders type of deal. I do, I do. So he can do shipping. You know, just chop it up with him, and he'll work something out depending on what you get. But I mean, um, you know, I'll vouch for him. He does really good quality work, and uh, he's always doing you know merch and 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 like gear like for people that you know want to promote their business or. Anything, any type of uh, fundraiser, whatever it is, he's local. And, you know, I, I believe in supporting locals instead of like, you know, not knocking to, you know, T-shirt Mart or anything. But I want to support locals and make them thrive versus. All right. Support. All right. Something about that. Let's do this. Next week, we're going to come up with a design. Me and you. Yeah. I want to make about 50 shirts. I want to go pass them out down to the homeless people. This is like real talk. What shirts? At, dude, let's, we'll get some like Gildan brand, but just white ones. But what, I mean, the design. Design, I don't know. We'll think about something. Okay. 
Yeah, especially like Thanksgiving type of deal. Yeah, well, Thanksgiving's coming up. There's a lot of homeless people, you know right. what I mean, out there down in downtown. But what I want to do is, who's ever listening to this wants to join, man. I'm down. Dude, which, I'll throw some shirts out there, throw some like burgers out there for these dudes and just walk down. down the street. And I did that uh, a couple years ago. We did, we donated a bunch of my clothes and like people, I asked people, hey, if you got clothes that you just want to donate, yeah. we wrapped them. Uh, we gave them out to downtown, like the homeless. We're like, here, Merry Christmas. And they got, like, socks, some sweaters. You know, I gave out a Charger jerseys. And they were, like, they were thankful, man. And they were grateful, man. Because, like, nobody, they're not celebrating, you know. And it's just a good it's just a good way to give back to the people. And, and it's just something to, you know, spread love and spread positivity to people. So I'm thinking know? maybe in a couple weeks, dude. I got mm-hmm. a big-ass order coming up. So I got to, you know what I mean? But I mean, whenever it's possible. I feel it. The only reason why I, I, I be want because I, like, I give the homeless shirts down the street. I give them shirts all the time. Yeah. And, uh, and I'll feed them here and there. But the thing is, like, when I was locked up, I felt like during Christmas, during Thanksgiving and Christmas, it's it's rowdy down there, man. Oh, yeah. Because, like, everybody just wants to be home with their families. And yeah. Can't. So, like, even the homeless people down there. So that's something I want to I want to do, like. I've been wanting to do this, dude, but I just don't want to do it alone. Yeah. I want to yeah, yeah. bring down like oh, a little dude, team. I'm you down. Know what I mean? Yeah, I'm down. So dude. like whoever's listening to this, if you want to, yeah, hit, hit up me Chris, up or hit up uh, well, 1904 Prince. Hit up Chris, and then if you yeah. guys, we could all like pitch in to do something, dude. I'm down. I'm really am down. Yeah. I'm 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 really with it. Believe me, believe me. Uh, we'll find a good spot in downtown. You know what I mean? It doesn't even have to be downtown. Yeah, man. Well, man, I, I appreciate you coming out, man, and uh, sharing your story, man. I feel like I feel like somebody had to have, you know, related to, you know, and learn something from you. And uh, most definitely we'll be getting you back and we could just, you know, shoot the shit. Talk Probably the about next whatever. time is when we go flee, feed these homeless people. Yeah, man, we, we record we'll, the we'll podcast live. We'll vlog it, man. We'll put you on there, put you on game, you know, let them know. But I did give my shout out to you. Where the, where can they find you again? Uh, Instagram at nineteen oh four print. Is there any nineteen oh four print? No underscore, none no, of that. Just one nine zero four print. P R I N T, not the S. Okay, nineteen oh four print. Because there's a s yeah, out there. and then just just shoot him a message. Check out check out his. He's not really tech savvy. He don't really know how to like run his Instagram. You don't. <laughs> he does, he but he does a lot of merch. He never posts pictures of the stuff he's I, doing. I, I don't. I really. I I, I, I like in that. It's I feel just, the same way, man. I train so many people and I never post them. And then people probably think like this fool ain't training nobody. But I really do. I feel it. You're on the same wave. Like you make a lot of shirts, dude, and a lot of sweaters and a lot of you make a lot of merch. And I'm like, this guy is never posting it. Like I would think that your business doesn't exist. But no, you you're busy, bro. You just need somebody to. Uh, or you know what? If anybody's listening, who's like. A videographer or you know somebody that wants to like put you on game they might you never know man yeah we'll, but we'll see we'll think about but yeah man um we'll wrap this up man i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and hopefully we get buzz back in here you know fabian over here back in the uh in the studio and uh <laughs> We could, maybe maybe we could share your jokes on the next episode. We'll yeah, see. Well, the next episode I really want to do is see how it went with the. Uh, yeah, we could do a follow up. We'll do a follow up, man, of uh, how it goes to to distribute shirts and stuff. I mean, I'm willing to even pitch in. You get a good deal on some like shirts, and we could just, or you know, it'd be even better, like some like some like, even like the the like sweaters because it's cold. You know what I'm saying? Man, I'll go down to the swamp and go pick up some <laughs> socks. Yeah, even that 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 that's something. But yeah, man, we'll do it. And uh, yeah, man. So we'll do that. We'll do that. Is there anything else you want to say before we wrap it up, man? Nah, just 
if you're ever going through something, just hit me up, man. I'm willing to hear you. Respect, man. You know Respect. Respect. So. All right, man. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Y'all take care and God bless y'all.